So we're going to do a review of yesterday's last number, Pei Gimel. Today's Pei Dalit. We finished the Perek, start a brand new Perek today, Baruch Hashem. We are learning for Fuh Shalim, for Adas Bas Ronye, Emi Bas Dvora, and um, um, one second, one second, Rachaleya Basara and Yehudas Basara. Okay. And anyone else who needs a Rufuah, we are starting with the um, Amarav at the bottom of the page on Daf Pei Beis, Amud Beis. Um, that's where we're up to. So, um, Rav, uh, basically, although the Mishnah said that Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon's opinion is, is that uh, an androgynous is, for all intents and purposes, treated as a male, in the sense that if an androgynous, man, an androgynous person marries a woman, he is uh, able to even feed his wife, Truma. That's basically pretty much treating him like a man. But uh, that's not true based on a price, because the price says... The Rebiyotzi says that Androgynous is a very Bifniatzma, is his own species. It's a different gender altogether. And the Chacham didn't decide what, how to look at that. Should we treat that gender as male or female? Um, so the Gemara says, what, you're going to reject the Mishnah because of a Brisa? Let's do the other way around. Let's reject the Brisa due to the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, the fact that Rebiyotzi, there's something rings true with this price because the fact that it's Rebiyotzi alone and not Rebiyotzi with Reb Shimon, that means that this price is not, is not just, you know, an alternate opinion, which we would easily thrown out versus the Mishnah. It's a retraction that Rebiyotzi must have retracted from his previous opinion. So um, that's the idea, and therefore it's Rebiyotzi's new opinion, and that's why Rab says that's halacha, at least um, over here now. Says Ra, um, that's the uh, now Shmuel disagrees. He says the other way around. We dis- disregard the brisa due to the Mishnah. Why not? Why not be? If anything, uh, uh, Shmuel's position in general is we always worried about uh, you know that even an outlying opinion. You always concern yourself. He's choshesh v'lichida. He worries about the 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 das yachid that might say something's an issue. You cover for that. You don't uh, take chances. It would uh, so therefore how are you able to feed Truma um, and consider him cons- uh, a man vis you know vis a his wife that he could feed her Truma? So Gemara says that's only um, that we give credibility to a Das Yachid if it's not going to go connected, go against the Mishnah. But over here it's going against the Mishnah, disregard it completely. Now we saw another opinion the Ami Be Rav um, in the name of Rav that Allah is like Rabbi Yossi by Androgynous. And by and the halacha is like Rabbi Yossi by Arkava. and Shmuel says the halacha is like Rabbi Yossi by Koshi and by Kiddush. So, uh, what are the four cases here that are being discussed? Androgynous, we just mentioned that's this case of Androgynous, our Mishnah that says Androgynous Kohen marries a woman, he feeds her Truma. That's one. Um, and Rabbi Yossi says that's Rabbi, that's Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon's din. That's one halacha that Rab's stating. According to the Amri Beirav, what's our cover case? That's the idea that um, prior to the Shemitah year, you're not allowed to plant a sapling, you're not allowed to promulgate, you're not allowed to um, graft uh, prior to the Shemitah year under 30 days, according to Tanakama. Um, and if you did so within the 30 days, uh, you have to uproot it according to Rebuta. If it doesn't take in three days, it's not going to take at all. So it's really a three day period. And according to Rebuta and Rebshimin, it's two weeks. And uh, Rav Nachman 
said in the name of Rabbi Bavua, even every opinion, you got to back up 30 days because the time when you're starting, when the Shemitah year really starts for planting is in the prior year, in the month before. So if you hold 30 days, it's 30 plus 30. If you hold 3 days, it's 3 plus 30. If you hold 2 weeks, it's 2 weeks plus 30. Anyway, um, but the bottom line is, that's where Rav holds Allah is like um, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon over there, which basically says um, that it's two weeks. Okay. Then you have Shmuel, who said Koshi and Kiddush. What are these two Tinim? Koshi is uh, the idea that a, a, a woman who's pregnant, she has a, uh, and uh, she has pain of childbirth um, for a period of time, and she's seeing blood, and we want to attribute that blood to to her pain instead of to her aziva flow, which would render her when she gives birth as a yoledas bizov, which has its own dinim. So, uh, how long of a period of time would we attribute her pain to the childbirth? So, Rameir says it could be as many as 40 or 50 days prior to childbirth, provided, Rashi points out, provided that the, that the pain is, it doesn't abate. Um, After childbirth, right? Before, 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 before childbirth, right? So, 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 oh, up to forty days, right? So, so the pain is, but it has to be contiguous. If there's a break before the childbirth is that the, that she's not in pain, then we're going to say that okay, it's something else that was just, that was a ziva flow. But if it's all the way up and up to uh, birthing, even as many as four, 40 or fifty days, review has a very interesting opinion. He says it's good enough just the month that the baby's born in. So you work your way back, whatever day of the month that it's born, to the beginning of that month, any pain we could attribute to the baby. But if it's beyond that month, in the month before, no. Very fascinating. So like it's a, it's a variable depending on which day of the month the baby's born in. And Rabbi Yosef Shimon says it's Kisha is never more than two weeks, and that's the maximum that we will, we will attribute to the to the birth, to the birth, and and say that it's not a ziva flow, and um, so that's the kishi din again. Rabbi Psak Shmuel Paskins like Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon over there. Um, next we saw is uh, the din of kiddush. What's kiddush? Kiddush is talking about kalayim, and we're talking about two two people. You have a person who has his field of grain. The neighbor decides to. Uh, Put his vineyard right there and plant it over the over the grain, causing uh, everything to be climbed that normally should be uprooted. Tanakama says, "You destroyed the guy's whatever whatever area near that it's near. All that grain has to go up in flames, basically, um, and including the, the obviously the vines go up in flames, and uh, you owe because you basically ruined his property." Uh, that's Shitas Rameiri. You can't prohibit something that's not yours. You have no power over that, which is a very interesting concept. Um, that's because, uh, whatever. How does that work? You know, but whatever. That's the opinion that we pass in, like, again, Rabiosi, you know, the Moser Dovashen Shalom. So, Akamara wants to know. So, according to this, he, according to this is his, um, it's, it's still a climb, right? It's climb his the the grapevine is no no, no that's you have to I can ask the the yeah, yeah yeah on myself yeah but but, but that, the it didn't have, it didn't climb. ruin the guy's so grape it's grape they, they could eat it they, they could eat it it's completely permitted so then, then what's wrong with the with the wine if the grain is not climbing how to that's your kasha okay. yeah yeah no it's I mean, like no cannot be climbing because, by because no no because you can't answer somebody else's thing it's like a, a blockage 
it's still their client. The metzias is that it's climb, but it only it's only self-affecting, and it doesn't. You can't have the power to affect somebody else. It needs intention as ingredient. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. So he cannot eat the grain, but the owner can eat the grain? Oh, well, that's a good it's question. I don't know like how, how, how... I mean, how do you split it? It's a good yeah, question. Again, it's a very strange... Matthias tells us, talks about it a little bit. Like, how does this even make sense at all? How does yeah. this work altogether? What does it mean? He says it has to do with the davar that's totally in Machshava. So, uh, oh. you know, that's, what, that's why these things... Uh, intentionality has to do... There's always cross contamination that uh, yeah, under 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 a person's intention that doesn't bother us. Even though, like if if by accident a little bit gets mixed in and it grows together, a bottle, but, uh, not because of bittel, but it's right there. You could see it. It's not a little bittel. You know that it's there, but uh, it was unintentional. That's but really. Then you can uproot it. No, an intention. Yeah, you uproot it, but I. But does why isn't it ruin it? Forget it. It grew together. It should be ruined. Terence is that there's a factor of intention that's required that's that's missing on behalf of the other party, mm-hmm. that's there on behalf of this party. So that's that, that's the that's the answer to your question. But mm-hmm. it's still, uh, again, a very hard to understand halacha. Like usually think of these things as a mitzvah. Okay. Like yeah, the, yeah, the name. Did that have been intentional at all? No, the guy who did it. But we were. Yeah, he said it's right. intentional. It sounds like he was. Uh, he, he did a bedavka, yeah. Must have been Hungarian. Like your wife? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he knows. He knows Hungarians. Okay. Careful. Okay, careful, careful. Okay. You have okay. nice. You have three nice. <laughs> okay. All right. So the Shaila that the Gemara wants to know is what would, well, okay, we, we, we saw four cases. We want to know what does Shmuel say? In the two of Rav, and what does Rav say in the two of, of Shmuel? So we're going through each one. So what does Ra, uh, Shmuel say about unjokiness? Well, that we already have a source where Shmuel told Rav Anon that the Brisa we reject because of the Mishnah. So that's basically what we're saying. We follow Rabbi Yosi in the Mishnah, and that's that. Uh, Harkava, what, what does Shmuel say about Harkava? So we brought a Raya, because Shmuel told Rav Anon that we should go with the opinion of 3 and 30. So that's the opinion of Rabbi Huda. He does not pass like Rabbi Yosef Shimon that it's uh, two weeks plus thirty days. Um, the more lean opinion. And what about uh, Rav with regards to Koshi? No, no information. We don't have anything to go on, so we have no idea what would Rav say about that. And about the Kiddush, uh, that we do have a source because uh, Rabbi Yosef brought down Araya, because Rav Huna said the name of Rav. The Lacha is not like Rabbi Yossi when it comes to. Uh, kiddush, in other words, yes, a person has the ability to answer something that's not his. Okay, um, Abayi says, why are you relying on that Rav Huna in the name of Rav? We have Rav Ad in the name of Rav, also a different quote, they're saying that Allah is like Rav Yossi, of that Enodim also Dovashen Shalom. Gemara says, remember, our whole thing was called the Amri Be Rav. Amri Be Rav got this whole thing going, that Rav Paskins like Rav Yossi in these two cases. So the Amri Be Rav is Rav Huna, so we want to listen to Rav Huna over here. Okay, and that's then that. Took us to the next topic, which is a topic of the, the tumtum, and uh, Rav Ami said uh, uh, says that uh, what is the um, what is Rav to do with the tumtum of biri? I mean, Rav says the tumtum is simply no chance to ever be able to have a baby, to have kids. He's, he's by definition, if they figure out that he's a male, they tear it open. He'll be uh, basically it's impossible to do so without him being. Um, uh, become become uh, a sris, un, in, uh, 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 incapable of, of having children. 
Um, so well, there was this Tumtum Abiri that uh, they did some sort of surgery, tore it open, and he had uh, seven sons. So what would Rabbi say about that? So Rabbi Yudah says, oh, do you want to know what I'll say? Don't ask. I'll say that, uh, go, uh, go look at who the real dad is, because Kev definitely is not him. So that's the story with that. Okay. Next thing we saw. There's so many times there's miracles like Avruham. Like why they, they cannot say like okay he is Mitzrayim but he was a miracle whatever like got healed like. That's a good question. Um, listen, you're just saying do the research. No, I'm saying yeah, that's, uh, that's more likely. I'm not saying, but just. Right, you don't assume things are miracles. That's like, that's like you know, that's like the Yashka story, right? It's like it was a miracle. Okay, she was a Zaina. Right, they don't assume. Don't assume. Don't assume. Don't assume. Oh, it's like it could have been a miracle. No, it wasn't a miracle. Guess what? It wasn't a miracle. All right. Oh, third, I was a joke and escalated. Escalated. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Social media. All right. So uh, the price, uh, the. Uh, uh, the price uh, so it says Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah says that in Tumtum Shenatu Chalitza because Rabbi Yosef, this is Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah's son and he's saying don't do Chalitza because maybe it'll tear open and it'll be a Srizchama and then it doesn't work even before you tear it open so the Gemara says um, what do you mean who says he's even a male so the Gemara says you're right maybe he's a female and then obviously it's not a good Chalitza and even if he's a male Maybe he's a maybe he's a Swiss Kama, and even before you tore it open, he was unfit to have children. What's the difference? Um, does the does the chalitza have any potential validity? Again, it's a suffix, so he shouldn't rely on it. But does it work to puzzle the brothers from doing Yibu? And uh, um, if there are no other brothers, should he might as well do chalitza because there's no because at no least downside. It, no downside exactly. So that's enough communion between the Rabbi Yosef and his father, who would say there's no point at all. Okay, Rabbi Shimon ben Yudas in the name of Rabbi Abba, the brother of Rabbi Yudah bar Zavdi, in the name of Rabbi Yudah, the name of Rav, and Jogunis, Yerchayv Skila, Mishtei Mekomo. So he paskins that uh, Jogunis, both of the orifices that are on, on Jogunis, if a man would have relations that way, it would be Chayv Skila as cohabitation with a man. Um, and uh, Rabbi Lezer says, I, the Gemara asks, Rabbi Lezer says that Jogunis, Chayv Skila, only Kibizachar. So the Gemara says that's uh, so uh, not been not, not in his feminine genitalia. So the Gemara says, um, um, so you're right. There's a there's machlokis hitanoim over here, and he's going like Rabbi Simai, who says that you are chayvish and it's based on a pasuk. Fascinating, and I'm 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 actually blown away that how the pasuk actually indicates this. He talks about um, homosexuality and says what do you see that? Where is there a male that has multiple mishkavos that you can lie with him in more than one way? It only can be if he's if, if it's an androgynous person that has two two places that you could theoretically have relations with, um, and you're saying that you're chayiv. Rabbanon read the same thing and they say you're right, but it's saying as zachar that it has to be only if you're having relations as you would with a male. Okay, if that's the case, then the Pasuk needs a uh, source, according to Rabbanon, for regular Zohar that's not androgynous. So you're right, it's Ve'es Isha. And, um, and what about an Isha Shlokadak that you're chayv for that as well? You quote a Pasuk for that too. Okay. You're not chayv for that. You are chayv. If you have a relation with a woman, who not, not your wife. Oh. You know I'm saying, and a, one of the Arayos. Oh. 
any of the arayos, oh. you're not only chayv, if you're chayv anyway that you have relation, uh, even, even, if it, even shalok kedarka, even right, exactly. Now, Rav Shizbi says in the name of Rav Chizda. Okay, Rav Shizbi no, says no, in the name of Rav Chizda. Okay. okay, I didn't eat breakfast yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have mercy, have mercy. Okay. Rav Shizbi says in the name of Rav Chizda that Rav Liezer, when he says that androgynous is a male, that's not in all areas. It's interesting. Like, we don't, even though it's true that that is Rav Liezer's statement. It's not for all things, because um, by Hegdish, it, which should, it should be Kodesh, and uh, we don't say that. And how do you know that he says that it's not Kodesh? So it's talking about birds over here, and talking about birds that were, uh, let's say, that were sodomized, or set aside for idolatry, or was worshipped as an idol, or was part of a gift for, uh, for, for a prostitute, or exchange for a dog, or tontum and a drugness. It's, it, the, the Malika would be, it's, it's not a Malika of, 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 that works, because the animal is unfit to be, this bird is unfit to be used as a korban, and therefore what you just did is you made it into an avela, and if you made it into an avela, it's an, what we call an avelas of tar. It's an avelas of tar, so if you eat it, um, you're, it makes you tummy. Okay, special halacha with how the tumma is conveyed. It's not like a regular navel of an animal. You just have to touch it to, to become tummy. You have to swallow a piece of it, and then it makes you tummy. Okay? And it even is metame you and the clothes that you're wearing. And Rebbe Lezer says, take tumtum and joganis out of that list because it's not going to work. Because actually, they're really not disqualified for an, a, a bird that is a tumtum and joganis does not become disqualified as a korban. Because Rabbi Lezer says, only time the thing that the tumtum joganis is excluded is when it says zachar and keva. Because uh, zachar means a zachar vadi and a keva vadois, and not a tumtum joganis, which is of an ambiguous sexuality. Okay, um, but uh, here by birds, it never mentions in the birds when it says take a tor or ben, a benayona. It doesn't say anything about zachar. It doesn't say anything about nekeva. It's a species, and the bird species we don't we don't mention the gender whatsoever. It's very small. Most people wouldn't not well, even know how to find yeah. wouldn't know how to find which you know, whether it's a male or female. Except that you know sometimes the birds colors, are, sometimes the colors colors, are, colors are different, right? The appearance is different, but. But uh, you know, to actually see the difference is, is yeah. so we, we don't even don't we don't even attach to that, um, and that's why tumtum uh, rajoganis is not being disqualified because it never mentioned male and female, and that is the review of yesterday's daf.